2: Welcome to Take the Black Live. I am Dan Selke, the editor of Winners Coming Net. I'm here with Cheryl Wassenaar, editor over at Culturist. How you doing today, Cheryl? I'm
3: good, Dan. Hi, everyone.
2: Hello. And we have rather a lot to cover today. Yeah. great.
3: Good thing we've got things to drink while we talk.
2: We need to if we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. We were off last week, but we're back now. It's true. And quite a lot happened in the news. Quite a lot happened um, over here. We have a giveaway we're going to do later. We're going to give away Mm -hmm. your choice of Game of Thrones Replica foam swords. You don't have sides of their foam. You can't actually kill anybody with these. But Unless you try cool. really hard. Courtesy of fun.com. We have five of those. Yeah, fun.com. And of course, we have to thank Omgang Brewery and HBO for giving us a bottle of Queen of the Seven Kingdoms sour blonde ale blend to drink while we go through all of this news. Cheers to Omgang Brewery and Cheers. fun.com. Cheers. Valor Morgulis. Valor Morg- a Valor Hiris. Ah. It is pretty good, actually. I like that.
3: I'm a fan of Belgian ales in general. So.
2: And hey, everybody for joining us. Hey, Michael Douglas. Hey, Ray. Uh, hey, Renee, Dominique, Sue, Julie. Hey, everybody. Hi, Julie. Sarah, Casey, uh, Eleonora. Everybody's here today. We've got a good audience. All right. And again, we are going to give away the foam replica swords a mm-hmm. little bit later in the program. But first, let's get to some news because a lot of stuff happened in the past two weeks. Seriously, guys. Okay. So much. Headline one. It's oh. over. Filming I know. Filming on Game of Thrones is done. It's ended. It's forever finished. We are, I will never get to slash have to cover um, a person on the set or a new prop introduced or a battle being filmed. It's over. How do you feel about that?
3: I don't know what to do with myself writing anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just bring in the traffic
3: because. Uh, um... I ended up Hi, covering Kenny. a lot of the same spoilers over on Culturist mm. with my own brand of great conspiracy it's, it's theories. It's not
2: spoilers, it's just uh, uh, what's reports from the set. Yeah,
3: reports from the set is a nicer way of putting it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's you get used to it, looking and seeing what's new, who's where, you know, where is Kit Harrington in the world? I don't know. And it's kind of freeing. He's probably off enjoying his honeymoon still. It's a and, bit of freeing
2: something from it, but it, it, yeah. it, it, it is monumental. Like show really been is. going on for eight years. They have filmed the last scene. Yep. Again, it, it hasn't really sunk in for me yet. I, I, mm. I think.
3: No, me neither.
2: When I see like Kit Harrington's hair cut short, it'll be an emotional moment. Or when I come to the episodes. But right now, it, it is finished. Although we do have a few images left from the set to go over. It's true. And let's just let's cherish these because it's the last time we're ever going to see images from the set of Game of Thrones. Set of other stuff, maybe. But so we had from. The past two weeks, we had right. this image, which I was pretty intrigued by.
1: Yeah, what
3: the hell is that? I don't know. I I did see a theory on Twitter that it was like a werewolf type situation with huh. the hands, and I <laughs> I Football. I couldn't uh I, I didn't dislike that theory. I guess. Um because it would be kind of weird and cool um but i'm honestly not sure still uh, the answer is definitely not siege tower i don't think
2: okay so i have a realistic explanation and a wild off the wall crazy explanation uh, let's go
3: with uh, the realistic first
2: okay it's a siege tower like that, yeah. that, that, that that's what i that, I, I disagree with that i think it probably is mm-hmm. the explanation i heard was that this is is covered in like furs and skins okay to avoid flaming arrows it right. would have been set on fire Which does make sense Right But like just looking at it It looks like something Out of like a Lovecraft story Like they've built A yes. tower of flesh And they will use it To summon a dark god Into our universe So that's my crazy explanation Euron Greyjoy's built it And he's gonna use it To uh, work some magic crap But probably it's a siege tower probably. But it is a creepy Looking siege tower
3: Yeah Something something, <laughs> something is very wrong
2: here But that'll be fun Anybody has any uh, <laughs> uh, Opinions on that Yes, I'm going to talk about the prequels, which we will get to. Yes. Don't you worry. But first, let's just cherish these final images from the set. Let's do it. We also got one more, one more before we go, one more image of the King's Landing set in Belfast, just Mm -hmm. awash in smoke. Yeah. Just covered in the stuff. Oh, I'm almost wistful. Because, like, (laughs) we've been watching this giant set they've built be just inundated with smoke Mm -hmm. and flames and mist for what seems like months now, although I think it's only been like a month, actually, technically. Probably. But uh, This is the last time I'm going to get to see the King's Landing set all covered in smoke. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of it there. Yeah. I'm not sure we need to go over like what we think it is again. I think we've we pretty much arrived.
3: Where there's smoke, there's fire.
2: There's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> or there's White Walkers having the mist, or it's dragons setting things on fire and there's smoke.
3: Possibly all three at the same time.
2: Hopefully all three at the same yeah.
3: time. Yeah. Use that budget, Game of Thrones.
2: Or it's um, the dark god that want to summon with his flesh tower. It's kind of spitting out uh, ucker and mucus.
3: I didn't know that Cthulhu did things like that, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: He's hard to understand.
3: It's true. He was not meant for our world. Or Westeros.
2: <laughs> or any world, really. No. Except we're getting way off track. Anyway, <laughs> dark that's gods. nice. It's too bad we don't see that again. Do you have any thoughts on that?
3: Um, on King's Landing in general. Um, yeah, the smoke going on. Oh, the smoke. Yeah, uh, we did see one report on Twitter uh, from someone who got close to the set that said there was ice surrounding I the red. I read that. King. Yeah,
0: I didn't. Report on I that. mean
3: the f- the f- there weren't really good like pictures to back this claim up, but mm. they said that there was ice there.
2: Was that um a red priestess?
3: I don't think it was a red priestess. Gotcha, because she was um, very reliable. She like, was.
2: Or- I would trust her if she said it.
3: Um. That. Though the good people over at uh, our free folk did pick up the ice report as well, and that's how I saw it. And that could be interesting. I mean, you know, you're a bigger proponent of the White Walkers theory than I am. But uh, if if there is ice, that's 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 a very very quick progression from snow is just starting to fall to there's ice everywhere. I mean, so when the some, White Walkers come somewhere, something they, supernatural they bring the winter with them. Exactly, I'm guessing,
2: and it I'm sure it will get icy in King's Landing.
3: Something supernatural this Again. way comes.
2: It, it, just because this is the last time I'm going to get to say it for a while, mm-hmm. it's going to be very cathartic and very just momentous to see King's Landing, a city we you know got to know very very well right. the past seven years, go through this kind of pressure. I'm sure it's going to be extremely yes. intense. I'm looking forward to it very much.
3: It's going to be different even than Blackwater. Oh, um, very much. Because Blackwater, there was that tension of is the city going to, have to be a dragon? Well, yeah, dragons. Um, you know, with Blackwater, there's the tension of is the city going to be breached? Is the city going to be breached? Like, you know, Cersei sits on the throne. She's ready to mm-hmm. just swallow the poison and go for it. And so for to have the walls be breached and to see the destruction kind of through the city is going to be a very different look and I'm excited and I'm sad that we have to wait until next year.
2: Me too. We're just burned down. Like, watch it be burned down. Right. It's going to be good. It, it will be. Anyway, beyond the set, uh, they had yes. a big old wrap party. The they cast did. and crew, of course, another one. mm mm-hmm. um, There weren't as many. I, I, I get the idea that people, like, were told not to take their <laughs> Instagram pictures this time because so we didn't really get many. No. We did have this one picture I wanted to share of uh, Kit Harrington just... <laughs> Getting his groove on, hardcore.
0: <laughs> you don't, what, what's funny?
3: <laughs> DJ Kit Harrington doing his dad dance.
2: <laughs> it's not in motion. You can, he's I saw the video in the air like he just does not care.
3: I saw the video, Dan.
2: Uh, and that's Amelia Clark behind him, right? Taking yes. a photo of she her the doofy best, co-star.
3: She is the best supportive friend. But that smile is very definitely, this is blackmail material
2: blackmail material? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I say go for it, Kit Harrington. Dance like uh, no one's watching, even though a lot of people are watching.
3: It's true.
0: <laughs>
2: Comments here. Thanks for trying everybody. Oh, uh, Cheryl points out, Cheryl Gerba. I was about to say, uh, you. what? Uh, Danny's vision does have ice and snow in the King's Landing and a burned out Hulk. Yep. So it's not like they're not going anywhere with that. Mm-hmm. And Julie, of course, would love to be at that party. I can only imagine. Yes. We will take ourselves there. Let's toast to that party. <laughs> Corey Thone. Jon Snow would play Depeche Mode and bring everyone down. <laughs> Probably. No, he
3: would play the sound of silence.
2: <laughs> Just over and over on repeat.
3: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
2: Without words, too. Just like a, a silent silence. Uh, just the the, the instrumental, melody. yes. Oh the really my, sad version.
3: that is that is peak Jon Snow.
2: And finally, we have to talk about this. This is yes. Maisie Williams, uh, Arya Stark, also finished filming, mm-hmm. and her sign-off message was, "Let's just look at it. This is what Maisie Williams, Arya Stark posted mm-hmm. after her final day of filming on the Game of Thrones set. I- again, it- it's like the Flesh Tower. What the hell?" And I'll I'll read the caption she put with it. Okay. Which was pretty traditionally sweet. Goodbye, Belfast. Goodbye, Arya. Goodbye, Game of Thrones. What a joy I've had. Here's to the adventures to come. Hashtag last woman standing. Hashtag barely. And then an image of bloodied sneakers. What uh, to make of this, Cheryl? To
3: quote Cardi B, these is bloody shoes.
2: Quote Cardi B. To Cardi
3: Um, B. To to Cardi B. Mm -hmm. Um, She just had her baby. So to Cardi B, congratulations.
2: Now that's that's a statement piece, yes. right? You don't yes, put it an is. image of bloodied tennis shoes after your last day of Game of Thrones and not want to provoke Aria. something. This
3: is Arya we're talking about, though. There, she's got murdering in her future.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm sure, well, but, yes, she has murdering in her future, but she's not going to do it in sneakers.
3: Well, no, but she couldn't
2: show her costume, so she just did the next best thing. So, what are you saying that she like? Got blood in her costumes and then put on her sneakers, sprayed a bunch of fake blood in her shoes, and said, "Here I am, world."
3: That sounds absolutely plausible to me, Dan, and I, I don't mean, know it why does. it doesn't sound plausible to you.
2: Because it requires effort. I mean, I'm of the opinion that when given the choice, people will just like take a picture of something or like her face, like even like smiling, but not like go to the effort of putting blood on your shoes and then telling the world about it. That seems that seems like a purposeful ploy to uh, poke people in the Outrage.
0: I mean, poem.
3: Maisie Williams trolling Game of Thrones fans also doesn't sound completely out of the realm of the ordinary. No. So, I I'm not surprised by her choice. I kind of like that she went to this sort of unconventional way because you know <laughs> for fun. for other people we learned that they were done basically because they were like, oh yeah, I'm in Australia now.
2: No, like a lot of them so, did, uh, uh, or a, a lot a, of a, them, a lot of them like had like Sophie Turner's message was like, I can't believe this is over. What a bittersweet right, beautiful right, day. Right. Which like we all guessed that. And I think Emily right. Clark had like a picture of her freaking face, yeah, saying like, "What a wonderful journey it's been." But oh no, not Missy Williams. It's like goodbye, Game of Thrones. Dan, Here's some blood on my shoes. Dan,
3: <laughs> Dan, you're being a little mad on the internet about the bloody shoes.
2: I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's interesting. It's, it it's, is. It's a dynamic, eye-catching way to go out. Also, last woman standing. You know, people have studied that. She means Arya lives, or does that mean blah, blah blah blah? I think it might just mean that she was the last, literally see. the last person to film a scene.
3: Yes. Uh, we had reports from, I believe, a red priestess this time who had said Kit Harrington yeah. was basically done midweek last week, and Maisie's last day was like Friday. It was
2: like the last day. Right. Of all the last days. Right. But yeah, she is done, and that's mm-hmm. quite a way to go out. I mean, yes. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I applaud her for being <laughs> uh, controversial and having fun with it. Yes. Yes. Glenda says, love it, morbid and mysterious. Exactly. Everyone's poking. Yes. They're all poking the bear. Yep. Happening. And a very cryptic, Maisie, says Christine. And I agree. Yes. Not in a bad way, but just uh, an intriguing way. If you have the eyes of the world on you, why not and just spend fun with it? Yep. But I mean, I, no, you know what? I am hung up on it. The boy shoes? <laughs> God. It's pretty intense.
3: You're mad okay. online, Dan. It's okay.
2: Moving on. Okay. We also had HBO Nordic, mm-hmm. which is an arm. We are still going to get to the sword giveaway here in a minute. People don't worry. We got prequels to do and then sword giveaway. Yeah. And then it's Longer than and Josh. Yep. Um, so HBO Nordic right is an arm of HBO.: Yes, um, that is a little famous for actually leaking uh beyond the wall the episode last year ahead of time.: Yep. they posted on their Facebook page the closest thing we have yet to an official season eight poster. Yes. and I'm not sure what this is exactly, but it's an image from an official Game of Thrones account, yes. HBO Nordic. Official HBO account. Yes. I thought we'd just look at it and see what we think. Is this the Game of Thrones season eight poster? Again, it's not, it's not in a fan account that on Reddit. This is from HBO Nordic and arm of HBO. Yes. And it would make sense to me that HBO Nordic of all the HBO arms would be the one to maybe like, oops, here's the key art.
3: (laughs) Pulling a Tom Holland here. Um, if it is the key art, it's great. It's pretty
2: cool. It's I mean, pretty cool. It's one of those images that are like made up of other images, like right. Jon Snow's mustache is made up of dead whites walking yes. around, and you know his eyebrow is a dragon. Yes, and there's some stuff in there. It, it, it's it, it's definitely cool art. Thank you. There Can we, we zoom go. Zoom in on the people there, mustache, and
3: there's the dragon eye,
2: the dragon eyebrow. It's a furrowed an brow.
3: eyebrow. Uh... Yeah, there's there's a lot of detail here. Um,
2: it, it, it's someone... It, it's not just some fan making something. Right. Like clearly somebody they're, at HBO drew this up.
3: Yeah, some, somebody put some serious effort into
2: it. I just don't know if it was, like, if it's for mm-hmm. like, the actual promotional campaign they're going to mount. Right. Or if it's, um, I don't know, an idea or something. Yeah. But whatever it is, HBO Nordic, I think, stepped out of a little bounds, and I'm pretty happy about it.
3: I mean, you can't not be happy when you get... A cool piece of art like this. Um, sweet. It is. It is really sweet. I I like that it's completely in black and white. Yeah. It's nice. Um. You know, Game of Thrones has always kind of had that kind of muted color scheme, like a very dark color scheme, anyway. But you know, to completely get rid of any kind of red or anything like that, and just go for black and white. You know, winter is coming. Slash, winter for is here Stark. for a Stark, not for a tart. Well, actually. The Stark colors are gray and white, they are. and the Targaryen colors are red and black.
2: Now I failed. I was making a pun. I was saying the image is very Stark. Stark contrast. Oh. Get it?
3: Oh. I was just off in theory land, so I was ready to, to go there. But yeah, I mean, technically speaking, John is both Stark and Targaryen, and it is on face. one color Stark, one color Targaryen, yeah. so... That's so great. And I'm good just, good I, job, I, HBO Nordic. I, I'm
2: just curious to see whether that ends up being the actual art for the season or whether it's just, I don't know, some... Asian or if American we get a loyalty. series of them. Of course. Because last year, the key art was like mm-hmm. the fire in the ice. Right. A little bit. Right. But oh, I, would be, that. I would
3: be interested to see if they do kind of a series of them, you know, with other characters as well. Oh, kind of oh
2: I would like, like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be neat.
3: You know, like, I think it was like the season three or something posters where all of them had the half faces. Right, that was cool. That was really cool. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, we get more leaks. No, um, or, or, at or least season see...
2: six, they haul like the Hall of Faces Right, perform. Right, right,
3: right. Um, so we have all the different ones. That would be really
2: cool. That'd be nice. I'd mm-hmm. like that. All Blow right, finally. HEO. Our final topic before we get to the giveaway, Mm -hmm. which is coming, the sword giveaway. We got to talk about a whole, quite a bit of news about Game of Thrones prequels. So much news, guys. We didn't know anything like two weeks ago, and now we know a lot. We know now. Okay, so... Begin Game of Thrones prequels. Yes, we we know they're coming. We know we knew that HBO had already ordered one. Yes, one based on the Age of Heroes. Correct. What what we weren't what what I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. was news from the Belfast Telegraph that said that that prequel or at least a prequel could film in Belfast at Titanic Studios. as early as October of this year.
3: Yes, that's fast. Yes. But it doesn't surprise me.
2: It does not surprise you. Why not? It does
3: not surprise me because Game of Thrones infamously had a bad pilot. It did. And a really bad pilot. So the much sense so of
2: reshoots. Yeah.
3: Sense of reshoots. They had to recast
2: a couple people. <laughs> like, like a
3: like Catelyn Stark.
2: Sophie Turner like grew like, yes a foot in between. You can kind of you can tell where yes. it changed.
3: Yes, um, there are there are there are places out there where you can find just like spot the difference between what was the original pilot yeah. and what's the new stuff they've reshot. And yeah,
2: they, they I mean, other people they had a re, they the mm-hmm. original pilot they had a different person playing Daenerys, different yes. person playing Catelyn. They recast both. Yes, for the whole show.
3: Um, so in that respect, that doesn't surprise me, because you know, and especially with Westworld being such a you know, it takes like a year to mm-hmm. do a season of Westworld, and so. Probably shouldn't. Um. This kind of more consistent, long lead, um, this more consistent, you know, ability to maybe say, okay, we can get, you know, the long night or whatever they're calling it, year in, year out. That'll be a better way for us to keep our dominance of the genre. Sure. And on top of that, this is just a pilot order. This isn't the order for the... Yes, that's
2: important to note. This this is not... They haven't gotten a season order yet. far as we know, anyway. Right.
3: As far as we know, they don't have a season order.
2: Yeah, the, the news was they'd ordered a pilot. Right. May. So
3: if they order the season, if they order the series, whatever,
2: mm-hmm. which you then know, they're they're going to.
3: Yeah, they're probably going to. Um, if they order it, then they still have that whole year of time to produce. Right. They don't have to.
2: And a recast or typically right. have to or do reshoots. Right. They've
3: got the time, so that doesn't surprise me. And on top of that, it doesn't surprise me that they go back to Titanic because it's been the hub no, of Game of I mean, Thrones. Like, There's a lot of room there; they can do all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, like build King's Landing.
2: They already, ha- I mean, and that and right. that set's staying up, by the way. Yeah, it so is it's like, Veneto City set. Look what we got out here. Mm-hmm.
3: So, in that sense, I'm not surprised that they would start shooting it this early. Um, I'm excited to see what kind of. Information and photos, we can start getting. Oh, yeah, on like it. This,
2: what what ends up there? Yeah, like, what, what they, kind of crazy nonsense? Who's going to be walking in and out? Do you think if they're filming in October, do you think they've already cast people?
3: It wouldn't surprise me if they have.
2: Me neither. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. It is
3: July, so they've got. That's that's. that's, that's casting the last. takes a while. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were casting even before we got news that the pilot was happening
2: this is a great comment from Corey Thone. ATT's yes. AT&T's announcement that they want HBO to compete with Netflix means we're going to get a lot more content out of the Game of Thrones universe. Yep. We're spending less money on each series to, not sure it's a good thing, but I bet we get a lot of new G.O.D. universe shows on HBO in the future. That, I to think about
1: awesome. that. Um, I and mean, I will
2: say that AT&T hasn't really owned Game of Thro- or HBO for that long. Right. Like, I don't know if they could have booked Titanic Studios. I imagine you have to do that ahead of time quite a bit. Right. And... That merger went through like what a month ago, two months ago?
3: Not very long ago at all, no.
2: But it's possible, right? That that, that is true. AT and T did at a um, at a town hall meeting say Mm -hmm. we want Game of Thrones. I'm not Game of Thrones. We want HBO to produce more content. And Mm -hmm. uh, hot on the heels of that, what (laughs) else did we hear? (laughs) Rumors
3: about another spinoff. This one, I am actually more excited about than the Long Night. Kind of, yeah. Um, So the rumor comes from the Game of Thrones wiki, Mm -hmm. and it involves basically what uh, they're—the Doom of Valyria. Finally, yeah. So uh, it's a a
2: different show called um, Empire Empire of... of Ash. Sounds pretty cool.
3: Empire of Ash just rolls off the tongue. It's a good
2: name. It's, it's a, a good name. great
3: name and I love it. Um that's what I'm gonna name my new punk band. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't play any instruments. But um so the rumor is that it's actually going to precede the fall of Valeria. Like it's going to be kind of a I called it like a Rome meets Game of Thrones crossover. It
2: will explore from there the Bring from, from the, uh, the, the quote the, the the rumor source from the wiki. Mm-hmm. Empire of Ash will explore the social, economic, and political crises which tore apart the Valyrian Empire from within. Yes. It also, does dragons. Seem pretty juicy. Yes, hundreds of dragons. In the Lots sky. of dragons. And this would be a separate prequel from right. major heroes. Yes. And one that's less confirmed because HBO has not said anything about this one. Also, yet. yes. Can you imagine what their press office is like right now? Can you imagine like what the people who are supposed to take to like intake? They're the, drinking the more than are? we are. That's for sure. Yeah cheers to them uh,
3: cheers to them
2: exactly how much do we have left
3: yeah pour, pour one out for them maybe
2: uh, I'll in a second <laughs> screwing over out julie davies love it empire of ash woohoo mm-hmm. christine loves it, empire of ash nice it does sound like it it, it, it sounds good i'm
3: like, like i said i am much more excited for it
2: some other things they said about it yes again it's kind of like a roman empire can allegory I glass for yes it. you can thank you keep reading W- w- which, you know, was always there. The Valerian Empire sounded right. like, the, you know, the, the Roman Empire. Nope, they built roads. we've killed the bottle. Oh, right for us, people. They built roads, they had colonies. Right. A big chunk of it is said to be set on a city in Southorios. Yes! Which we had never been to. I'm which so is excited. described as kind of like a combination of, uh, like, northern Africa at the time, like Constantinople meets um, Carthage. Carthage. Yeah. So that'd be very cool. That'd be very Demon interesting. Game of Thrones style elephants? I mean, I think. Do elephants exist in the Game of Thrones for Under the seen one? I don't Does know. Does it matter? No, they do. They've mentioned it. Right, right. Because the Golden Company yes. has to have elephants. Yes. Ancient Dragons elephants. Dragons and elephants. Dragon elephants? Who knows?
3: Ooh, whoa. Let's, let's not get crazy here.
2: And a couple of the characters they mm-hmm. talked about in this leak, which may be true, maybe not. Mm-hmm. One character is a platinum blonde uh, black female dragon rider who's like the daughter of a, a white Valyrian. And then a a foreigner from Sothorios, which again is kind of, you know, it it parallels the way North Africa and Rome interacted at that time. And they had these like client states and they took slaves from them and all this stuff, which which would be very interesting. And then another woman, another uh, character, a self-made former slave, a deceptively matronly looking Asian woman in her 50s, who is now one of the richest citizens and a major political leader and government intrigue player. Sounds pretty good too.
3: Sign me up for all of this.
2: And then you know the Targaryens, of course. Of Dany's course, the Dreamer, who's mm-hmm. the one who gets them out of there before the doom, right? And uh, her father, I think Aenar, I want to say Aenar, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it 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 it's, it's, it was like a very very detailed leak. It was impressive. It's like one of those detailed. things. Like if you made this up, you worked at this. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes. Um, the report even came saying like that they had seen multiple Bibles for this show, yeah. like they went hardcore in depth reportedly into this stuff and that excites me too because that shows that they have a long-term plan they're willing to kind of plan things out ahead of time Mm -hmm. you know they're not restrained by running ahead of established material the same way that game of thrones has been so we might not see a change in quality in later seasons And, uh, honestly, like I said, more excited about this one than The Long Night, even though I like the idea of, you know, this age of years. I like it too. I like it, but reading this leak made me say, this is what Game of Thrones is capable
2: of. I mean, yeah, like, my concern with The Long Night one was that it sounded a little too similar to the show we already have, Mm -hmm. where... The kingdom squabble, and the White Walkers are on the horizon. Yeah. Like, this one, it, it is kind of the same structurally. It's like the Valyrian Empire squabbles while well, the Doom is on the horizon. Right. But it's it's just a different sort of environment.
3: Right. And, and obviously,
2: it's not White Walkers again.
3: And it's not a place that we have explored.
2: At all, no. At
3: all. Whereas, you know, sure, HBO might be able to save some money because it will have to film in a lot of the same places already films, but... To be able to...
2: Also, no... no I mean, dragons filling the skies, that's got to be expensive. That's
3: not cheap. Um, but the idea of being able to kind of explore these new places and show these different things, you know, establish some new characters, new houses. I mean, you've got the familiarity of Targaryens and dragons to draw in kind of more casual fans. Yeah, totally. But then there there's this potential for so much hardcore lore and, you know, magic and all that cool stuff to kind of draw in... Hardcore fans, and I really, really like the idea of it. And I would, I mean, I'm going to watch whatever Game of Thrones spinoff we get. But
2: yes, because I'm because we're paid, and also because we want to.
3: Yes, I mean, there's a, there's a twofold. I am interested. Here. I like. Yes. I'm on
2: board with some prequels if they're interesting. Yes. Definitely.
3: But it, it is a much more intriguing. Excuse me. Um, Direction. Yes. Than Age of Heroes Long Night series would be.
2: I agree. I hope it's yes. true. Well, before we Fingers move on, crossed. one more comment from Corey Thone, who's just killing it. All
3: right, give it uh, to me.
2: We need a Game of Thrones single-cam sitcom that takes place in a port city with a finance company that lends money for explorations and trade. Basically, the office, but with the oysters, clams, cockles, and deadpanning the camera, which I'm completely on board with. Yes. I've always said that. I wanted, like, if you have to have two spinoffs, yes. have one that's like, a you know, your big hour-long epic, whatever, Valerian right. is fine. And then, like, have, like, a smaller half-hour sitcom one that's, like, totally different in tone. It wouldn't yep. overlap at all. That That's what I'm in favor of. I don't think it's going to happen. Or a cooking
3: show where every dish is based on chicken
2: for the house. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Like, something different. Yes. But uh, we'll see if Empire of Ash pans out. I hope it does.
3: Please, universe. And
2: now I think that we've gone but through wait. that. Pretty exciting stuff. All right. I, I like Roxanne's comments, too. Dragons, mm-hmm. dragons, dragons, dragons. Which I think gets to the heart sums of it. bit. sums it up. All right, everybody. Dragons for the win. What are you here for? Let's give away a Game of Thrones replica foam sword. This is courtesy of Fun.com. They have given us access to five, count them, five uh, replica swords. And the way this is going to work is. Yes. So here's the swords you can choose from. We got foam replicas of Ice, Oathkeeper, Longclaw, Needle, and... (laughs) Jamie Lannister's unnamed sword from the earlier seasons. Oh, the
3: earlier seasons, okay.
2: Yeah, it, it's not Widow's Wail. It
3: was not Widow's Wail, okay.
2: Yes. Um,
3: still pretty fancy, And though.
2: I'm going to ask a trivia question. Yes. Game of Thrones trivia question, not yes. like weather. And uh, no. all of you, when you hear it, open up your uh, internet, your, your email clients, and write in my address. You're going to email your answers to dan.selkie.com. At winteriscoming.net, and we'll flash that on the screen when we can. Mm-hmm. Again, that's Dan at winteriscoming.net. That's that's it in the comments right there. And uh, email your answer, mm-hmm. and the first person to get in a correct answer, I'm going to get back to you. Get to choose a sword. Choose what sword you want, and then we'll ship it out to you.
3: Immensely fancy.
2: To U.S. only. To US only. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry to our to our people to our viewers in other countries, but this is. U.S. only. It, it, it's fun.com. They're very generous. Yes. And uh, we thank them very much. But it is it is only U.S. only. So, okay. If you're ready, here comes the trivia question. Again, email is net. Yes. We're talking about swords here. What is the name of the Valyrian sword long possessed by the members of House Tarly? Sam's family. What is the name of the Valyrian steel sword? You know this one that's been ancestrally in their family. Sam stole it, or took it back, if you want to, how do you interpret it, at the end, at end season six. Mm-hmm. He still has it, apparently. Mm-hmm. Gonna bring it back to John, probably. What is the name of the Tarly family Valyrian steel sword? Email your answers to dan.selkie at winnerscoming.net. The first person to get the answer correct, I will email back, and you get to choose which of these five beautiful replica foam swords you get to take home, today or mails it to you in the mail
3: alright two things one I yes. know this answer do I'm very you? proud well, of my
2: cheers s- to you
3: cheers to oh my glass is empty <laughs> um, drink, drink for me Dan gotcha. uh, I do know this answer and second uh, which sword would you pick Dan
2: which one I pick um, yeah maybe ice because the most expensive I mean that's a very
3: fair <laughs> response
2: it's the biggest well, I mean look. You get the most bang for your buck if you if you choose ice. <laughs> but I mean choose what you want. If you yes. want Arya's sword, choose that. If you yeah. want Brienne's sword, choose that. You want uh, Jamie's unnamed sword. I don't yeah. think I'm gonna a lot of press for that one. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. John's sword, long taught, popular. It. Yes. Anyway, that is it. Yes. I think everybody got it in. Looking forward to your answers.
3: Good luck, everyone.
2: And now we'd We're like out. to bring on Mr. Josh Hill yep. for our ongoing segment. A Song of Dan and Josh, where myself and Josh Hill, uh, who is a fan-sided editor, walk through every chapter of, you can't just like, you know, yeah, like make it slow. I'm going to say goodbye to everyone. Sure, <laughs> go ahead. I say goodbye on behalf of Cheryl Wassenaar. Thank you. And welcome Josh Hill into the full. We go through every chapter of Song by Ice and Fire, chapter by chapter. I've heard the book multiple times. Josh has never read the books. Let's pick him apart, see if it makes him work. Josh, how are you doing? We poured you some beer.
0: I'm
4: doing good. Hello, everybody. I hope everybody out there is doing good. Michael Douglas, you were a great Ant-Man too. Fantastic job. I wonder, like, how long are am going to
2: keep that up? <laughs> I mean, Josh, how can I'm you like not it keep it up? Name. So. I'm, I love you, Michael Douglas. I appreciate your uh, your, your your viewership. Yeah. And don't mean to tease about your name too badly, although it's kind of fun. It is. Anyway, um, enjoy your beer. What do you think? It's the... What is it? Queen of the Seven Kingdoms, sour blonde ale blend. Mmm, I like it.
4: It is. It's very. It's uh, very
2: sweet. It's very sweet. I have to very write about summery. it, but the more I drink, the harder it gets. Very summery. I like yes, it. I like that. All right, Josh, So we are here talking about two chapters from A Game of Thrones, the first yeah. book in the series. First, we got uh, Daenerys six, and yep. then Catelyn eight. Both kind of like in between chapters. But there's never anything in a Game of Thrones chapter we can't discuss and break down. Right. Let's get into it. Daenerys six. Mm-hmm. So this is after Viserys is dead. Yep. Daenerys is on her own. She's kind of in charge. What conflict is she facing in this chapter?
4: Well, there's the the whole deal of the assassin <laughs> that, yes, that we have that's to get. Problem. To. I mean, the general theme seems to be that she wants to go. Westeros. This is like, she wants to get across yeah, to. the poison water as, as we're,
2: we call it. Well, with, there is this struggle. section where she's like, like, do I really need to even go to Westeros? Like, yeah, you the know, I, struggle. I, I have a husband. I'm queen mm. of like this tribe. I, I have like an insurance policy, the Dosh Kali when I'm older. Like, yeah. maybe I could just like chill. Mm-hmm. But I think she also says, uh, she was the seed of kings and conquerors and so to the child inside her. She must not forget that. So yeah. She has her eyes on the Iron Throne Prize. She does. And I think that's smart.
4: That's, uh, that's something that she's got to do. But I like the, uh, this, the struggle that she has thinking mm-hmm. about trying to do that. It seems like very... It's a classic narrative structure, I think. Because it's like oh, yeah. she's comfortable with this life. She, it's a fork in the road situation, right? She can, she yeah. can stay, stand pat live the life that she has. She has a life, yeah. Yeah, she has a life. And like, has she got all, a kid on the way. All the things she's that you said, a... yeah. the, conti- the uh, All these things that she has. Or she can go off and kind of capture her destiny. Her destiny. And I think that that's... I like how that was laid out here because it was... You know, it's, we call it an in- in-between chapter a little bit. But I do feel like this is the genesis of Khaleesi. Like, this is, you know, of <laughs> Daenerys. This is where we, where we kind of jump off... And this is her journey, and this is kind of where it starts—at least mentally—where it's like you could go one of these two <laughs> ways. It's the old, you know, the Matrix red pill, blue pill moment. It's, it's like, what, what, what does she want to do? So, and I, I enjoyed that. By the way, really quick, Julie
2: uh, says you look different, Josh. What is it? Glasses, probably. Not wearing the glasses. I got a haircut. The haircut. I thought it was I a think haircut. It could be the haircut. Also, summer clothes. I don't know. Short sleeve, short, shorts. It's a whole new thing. <laughs> um, the other bit is so she. Yeah, she's she's wondering if she wants to watch. Westeros at all, she yeah. also, she does want to, but she has to convince Drogo. Yeah. Who, she has this thing at the beginning where they're talking, and she's like, we should go to Westeros, we can take it over for my son. And, apparently he wants to go <clears throat> elsewhere. Yeah. He wants to go raid the Jade Sea, wherever uh-huh. that is. She's talking to Jor, and she's like, he needs to go to Westeros, how do I convince him? Mm-hmm. And, which is the problem that that, that um, her brother had. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted to go to Westeros, and he kept on Nagging and nagging and nagging, and eventually Joker just dumped a pot of gold in his head. Yeah. So I like that she's... Among other reasons. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> it's not like he... Varys he, had a lot of problems. <laughs> he was... A, he had yeah. issues. Um, but uh, she's a lot more patient about it. She is. So she, she's trying to convince him, just like Viserys mm-hmm. was, but she chooses her battles. Like, they have this conversation at the beginning, and he's, like, not really into what she's selling him. Yeah. But then he's going off hunting, and then she thinks, like, if the hunting party returned triumphant, her lord husband's joy would be fierce, and he might be willing to hear her out. Mm -hmm. So she's not just thinking, like, I want to go! Take me, take me, take me! It's like, okay, i got to choose the right moment, Mm -hmm. i got to see what I can do to, like, make him want to go. Yeah. And not just, like, insist that I'm the queen, and she has to go for me, is what Viserys did, and then he got killed. Yeah, she's playing the game, and this is
4: a comparison that I I thought of when I was reading this, was this is kind of cersei-esque oh yeah where it's like she has she can't just go out and do these things that she wants to do she can't just go out and say we're going to westeros we're going to king's landing this is what's going to happen you've got to be patient you have to see where the 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 pieces on the board are moving and you have to wait for your opportunity to kind of get in there and then get what you want so everything has to fall into place and that's kind of what cersei has to do a lot like she's insane (laughs) if she had her way she would blow up the sept Right away, you know? And
2: she does eventually get her way, and look what happens.
4: She does, but it's after a lot of calculated moves. It's very meticulous what she's doing. And I think on a lesser level, on a less, you know, intense level, I think Daenerys has to do the same thing. And all the characters have to do the same thing. Which is you can't just go off and do what you want to do. Ned, kind of, is the only person that's done that, where he's stayed Hmm. true to his own vision and... We all know what happens to him. right? So I, I liked how she has to, she can't just go and, you know, this is, I want thing X, and I'm going to go get it right now. Right. And it's just going to be a clear, straight path. It's the winding road that she has to get to her goal. And that's that's ultimately, ultimately her journey, and it's how she grows and acquires all of these things along the way that ultimately makes her the character that
2: we like so much. Right. So. It's, it's interesting, too, because in the, the whole book, I think, in a way, is like Daenerys coming into... The idea that she can be a leader. Yeah. Because the whole time, like, she is trying to convince other people to do the things. She's trying to convince Viserys yeah. to go along with her, trying to convince Droga to go along mm-hmm. with her. It's only later that she, when she gets her own, army, I mean, it's like, oh, I can decide what I want to do. But yeah. that, 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 that's still coming. Yeah. It's a long, it's a slow burn, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, she does get some help, in a way, in this chapter, after an assassin, probably sent by Varys, mm-hmm. tries to poison her. Yeah. Which is horrifying, but also ends up kind of inspiring Drogo to get angry enough yep. to go and to Westeros. How's, mm-hmm. how's that happen? What do you think of that turn? I
4: li- Well, it was interesting in that we talk about all these relationships on Game of Thrones and how they're a little weird. You know, you make the jokes about the incest mm-hmm. and all that stuff because it's yes, there. We do. But like, we should. Drago and 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 Daenerys kind of actually have a real relationship. Like, we talked about it a couple of chapters ago when, like, she was eating the heart and she looked at him for encouragement. And there <laughs> yeah. was, like, an actual moment between the two. It wasn't... He was, like, proud. Yeah, it wasn't, like, superficial or anything like that. There was an actual moment between the two. And I think that this harkens back to that where he's really not keen on leaving the homestead you know he yeah. wants to live the comfortable he, life he, he has the normal his normal life that his, they've his always way lived. of life like, yeah the every the, the way the things have always been this is the way they always shall be mm-hmm. but the thing that cha- that turns him is the idea that he could that somebody would attack his wife somebody he yeah. loves So and this confirms to me even more so that this is somebody that he truly does love and care for because it's Something that inspires him to kind of throw everything out and say, "All right, we're going to go over here and
2: we're going to get vengeance for this person that tried to harm my wife." So, I want to. I have two points. I, I, I. Bet the relationship. I agree completely. And mm-hmm. I like the way. Do you notice that at the beginning, that Daenerys Targaryen just talking and mm-hmm. it's written in English. Mm-hmm. And there's like before, it had always been like he was speaking Dothraki and she yep. just, just tried to catch it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good way to tell us like she's gotten. To the point where she just understands what he's saying. Yeah, like, there's no need for any like translation or anything like that so they're comfortable like that they can yeah. they literally speak the same language yeah i want to read drogo's uh, big ending <laughs> speech because it's equal parts inspiring and kind of horrifying yeah when he decides okay <laughs> i'm gonna go take the iron throne for my son and to rogo son of drogo her kid the stallion who will mount the world to him i also put a gift to him i will give him the iron chair his mother's father sat in i will give him seven kingdoms i drogo call will do this thing I will take my Kalasar west to where the world ends and ride the wooden horses across the Black Sea water, as no Kalas has done before. I will kill the men in the iron suits and tear down their stone houses. I will rape their women, take their children as slaves, and bring their broken gods back to Vaystothrac, to bow bef- to bow down beneath the Mother of Mountains. Mm-hmm. This I vow. I drove us on a barb, the Mother of Mountains. And blah, blah blah blah. The point is, okay, he's doing what she wants. He's also threatening to rape people and take broken gods back. And kill all the people and tear them out of their stone houses, their castles. Yeah, it's 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 just this mix of like rousing rhetoric mm-hmm. and also like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> so you're talking about slaughter, right? <laughs> yeah. Should yeah. we be excited by that?
4: Um, parts of it, not all of it, I would say. Um, it's like. I don't know. I was like reading that part and I was envisioning like Larry David, curb your enthusiasm <laughs> in my head, where he's like, yes. Going. And yeah. then he's like, keeps going. He's like, eh, I don't know. Maybe not that. And it it's zooms like, in on his face. It's like,
0: do, 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 yeah.
4: Do, do. And it's yeah. like, oh, all right, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, the, the, I'm with half of it, not with the other half of it. But also, I think it represents, too, the everything that needs to go into something like taking the Iron Throne, or maybe it's like mm. a metaphor for things that, you, the way you have to approach a war or something like that, where it's like, there's good yeah, it's, parts it's in it, like, yes, we defeated the Nazis, but B, we you know bombed a lot of innocent Dresden. civilians, yeah, and, and all these things. There's a lot of collateral damage. So I think that's kind of highlighting these two things that have to merge together when something like this happens. Uh, and you, you sit there cheering on one half, one half of it, and then accepting everything else that mm-hmm. comes with it. So that was interesting to me. And it fit right in with, you know, the old, you know, he's changing because he wants to go over to Westeros, mm-hmm. but it's same old Drogo. That's, uh, Very much you know, so. You can't take the uh, the Dothraki out of him. It's always going to be in there.
2: You remember, this scene's in the show, and Jason Momoa killed that bit. Oh, yeah. He was like really, really passionate. It was really, oh, yeah. really cool. And um, I I'd like that Martin, you know, he, he doesn't shy away from the fact that it is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. That you can like this guy and cheer for him and also acknowledge that he's going to make a lot of people very unhappy and very dead. Mm-hmm. And just embracing the complexity of that, yeah. which is, I think, how it should be. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Catelyn Eight, mm-hmm. Another in-between chapter where Catelyn arrives at Rob's camp at Moat Cailin. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of description of just, I don't know, like the arc, like how the castle was built yeah. stuff like that. And uh, what what happens when when they reunite, mother and son, Catelyn and Rob Stark?
4: Well, it's ultimately what Rob wants to do is be this leader of this army. He has a lot of decisions he needs to do with, is. With, with Tywin and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And if Catelyn just kind of comes in and plays the mother role again, where it's like she's back, she's kind of taking control. She's worried about everything that he's getting into because it's her son, but she also at the same time recognizes that he's a growing boy into a man, and he's beginning, this is him coming into his own. Um, the interactions between the two, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah? Why? Because it was just, the, it was like classic, you know, angry, angsty Rob, and then like <laughs> understanding like more of a adult, mature Rob. You got the, the duality. Yeah, they, they the the, duality got that theme. Yeah, which, again, she's, on the one hand, Catelyn's saying how Rob is going to, or thinking that Rob needs to be this
2: strong leader. Which he does, because he has people working for him.
4: Yeah, and then on the other hand, he's kind of, in this whole chapter, he throws kind of a temper tantrum in. Yeah, but... What are you going to do here, so...
2: The most sort of, to me, or, I mean, there were a couple where it goes through that, the whole thing, like, Rob has a split personality. He is Mm -hmm. adult and he's a kid, like, at the same time. Where... Like, she she kind of confronts him. Not confronts him. She just talks about uh, uh What'd she do? Oh, she... Um, She's giving him motherly advice. Well, oh yeah. She, she wonders whether he's really up to the challenge of, you know, fighting Tywin Lannister and Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm. And he's angry one second. Like, how could... I, I brought this together. I've raised this army. I'm clearly great at this. Yeah. And then, like, instantly, he kind of shrinks back and wonders if she is, and I quote, sending me back to Winterfell. Mm. Like and the irony there is, you're a king. Like no one can send you anywhere, but yeah. like that's where his mind goes. He goes back to like the 15 year old whose mommy is mad at him. Yeah. And in in that state, she has authority over him, even though she really doesn't. I mean, all these lords are taking orders from him. They're not taking orders from Catelyn. Mm-hmm. But he's still at the age where he he can regress back to that a second. And it, it's not even really regression. I mean, because she has really valuable things to say. Yeah. Like the bulk of their conversation is. Her kind of doing a whole Socratic thing where she's like, how will you handle Tywin's army? How will you handle Jamie's army? Mm-hmm. And like he's giving her answers and uh, when she likes them, she goes on to the next one. And when she doesn't, she tries to like, there's even a quote, she's like, I think it was like uh, he wants to put Harold Karstark in charge of... The battle The army that will fight Tywin mm-hmm. And in her head she's like Ooh it's a bad mistake mm-hmm. But how do I make him see that Without hurting his pride Yeah and then she has a whole thing Where like Well Harold Karstock's great But I mean He's awfully brave But you're outnumbered Maybe you want someone Who's not quite as brave And is more cunning mm-hmm. So he puts Roose Bolton in charge He was like a stone cold Lizard Psycho, man Psycho yeah <laughs> or, or just a lot less Like bombastic Yeah like there's one commander who would charge into battle, just going like blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and in some situation that's great. Mm-hmm. And the situation where you're outnumbered, though, you want someone who's a little more cold and calculating, like Bruce mm-hmm. Bolton. Yeah. So she's gently guiding him around the curves, without trying to like just step in and take over for him.
4: That and I, that's what I liked about the interactions between the two, because mm-hmm. it's on the one hand. You know, not to say that, like, George R. R. Martin was, like, ahead of his time addressing, like, fragile masculinity and, like, having to, like, (laughs) very politely address, like, ease him into how wrong he is about some of his ideas. But also, on the other hand, it's fascinating to me that he he is a lord and he is in a position of extreme power Mm -hmm. and he still has to take, you know, advice from his mother. She. He has he, to be he, mother. He, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to, but like he respects his mother enough to have to to hear that advice, and it's kind of like a. a it, to me, it had Catelyn in a little bit of a position of power that oh, was power interesting there. because it's not one that actually exists because her title is his mother, mother and, of the king. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. But that the relationship is so that. She does have power over him. Yeah, completely. But she does. If he was of a different... If he was raised differently, if he was of a different person, he would just be like, I don't have to listen. If he was, you know, if he was Joffrey, he'd be like... I don't oh, Joffrey would not listen. Yeah, but... And again, that kind of, to me, was something that I like, showing us the different characters, the different kind of families here, and how, you know, the You're nature of right. the thing that's going on. I like that, and... Catelyn's a good character, so the fact that she has power over a lord here is pretty cool to me.
2: I mean, like I, we're, we're talking like has power over. I, I feel like it's almost doing a disservice. Like it's not it's not that she's trying to draconiously usurp him. Exactly, she's trying to gently guide her son. Yeah. But although I do know there are fans, maybe some of them are even here Ooh. who don't like Catelyn very much. Uh-oh. Julie has a comment, <gasps> and I will just read it verbatim. Oh, Julie. <laughs> catelyn oh. why I, I i i'm honestly curious to hear why some yeah. fans feel that way julie like if you if you think catelyn is pfft, like why i i, I am curious because i i personally like catelyn but I, I i do know some fans don't and i'm i'm eager to have that dialogue <laughs> um what else catelyn so she does all that she kind of guides around the curves which i liked yeah. i the, also like too how tywin is like this oh she hates her i love uh-oh. it we need some context on this, Julie. We should talk, Julie. We need some explanation. Perhaps uh, for like right now, or even next week, we can like talk about what you hate, and then we can dress it on the next show. She should I, send me an email with like things that she dislikes, and it could be a topic to talk about. Kelly, who doesn't This is good. If, if either of you guys want to write me, Dan at I'd be curious to hear your thoughts, and then we can talk about them we on can the next show it
4: next week. I like that. That's great. Yay for hating Catelyn. Yes. Um, this, but the the, the anti-loving Catelyn. Loving Catlin. We like Catelyn. Yeah. Uh, Tywin is mentioned in this chapter and all that. Happy
2: she died. Oh, no. No. Why would you be happy that? No. I mean, that's valid. If that's your opinion, it's your opinion. But I I, I, I would just love to. I'd love to hear the opinions. Anyway, go on. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So
4: Tywin is like this character who was mentioned. And it's almost like I was getting like the whole like Jaws, the shark and Jaws thing. Mm -hmm. where It's like he's mentioned. It's this ominous thing that we're. We're up against, but you don't really. We haven't really interacted with him. We really don't know a whole lot about him. So it's like, an off in the distance, yeah, danger he, thing, he, he's which I out like. Been on there at all, has he? No, and it's like it adds to the mystique, which mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy a little that's bit. A I mean, not, all I can all I can picture is the guy from the show now. But like, so we know about him. But it's, uh, the, I, th- I think that's fine. Like, yeah, he, he, I think he he's in that role very nicely. He did. Also, fun fact about him: he oh, was Dance. in, well, yeah, Charles Dance was. In one of the James Bond movies, as uh, I could picture it, uh, a, a silent henchman. It was one. I forget what it's called. I think it was uh, for the, for your eyes only. It's the one where James Bond goes to the Olympics. So and he I've like chases it. James Bond around and skis, and they go to one of those like huge. Is ski that like things. one of the off-brand Bonds? Like not no, it's a Roger or... Moore
2: one. Okay.
4: I and I, I'm always I always love it when I remember that Diana Riggs was in Honor. Yeah, of she was. The so there's like all these like James Bond Is that the being, off-brand you know, no, that one is, is the that one. Timothy Dalton. No, that's well. You could technically say off-brand is anybody that's not Sean Connery.
2: I I applied to Timothy Dalton. Oh and, no, that's and, uh, Timothy Dalton was the
4: really weird ones. No. Okay, cool. He was the he was the one that did it once, gotcha. and then retired. Foolish. Yes. I mean, there's a whole documentary about it. But anyways, <laughs> Charles Dance That's what I think <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, when I think on track, of, not, uh, Tywin. But, but he was a Bond villain, and he's a villain in this too. And it's like this whole he's at a distance thing kind mm-hmm. of adds to. We talk about the world building it is it adds to that he's off in the distance. he's the shark in jaws. we haven't seen him. We know he's a bad guy. We know we're fighting against him. We know we have to do all of this tactic to to fight against him and his armies, but you don't really know much about him right. so that was the, again, the world building here, the subtle world building i don't know if that was intentional by George R. R. Martin or not, but I, I
2: did find that was an interesting part of this chapter. yeah, I agree with you. I mean he has a lot of, he has a stable of great characters, mm-hmm. and he can't bring them out all at once, so he has to. Bleed them in slowly. Speaking mm. of which, and I keep doing this to you, but I think you should remember <laughs> um, Lord Wyman Manderley, would okay. you? Uh, he's he, he is in the show like real briefly, like a little cameo. Okay. Like doing that scene where like they all feel like John King in the North, he's mm. there, but he's the guy here who is too fat to sit in a horse. He like Catelyn travel with his two fat sons like to Rob Smith, camp. too fat to fly. Yes, <laughs> this is this is the yeah. Westeros version of that. <laughs> Um, he will come back in a big way in the books. He's, okay. they, they kind of wrote him out of the show mostly, but Lord oh. Lyman Manderley, too fat Lyman to sit Mandalay. a horse. Got it. Fat, 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 fat. Uh, Got the it. Lord of White Harbor. So recall that guy. And uh, uh, about all the strategy they're talking about, really quick, I mm-hmm. wanted to ask you, um, like the, the, that whole final bit of Robin Caplan's conversation where they're talking about, like, kind of the nitty gritty of like, I'm going to send this army over to this bridge, and I'm going to send this army to the Twins, this army around Jamie's thing. Do you think we needed all the detail, or was there an element of like military strategy porn to this where it's just like I think like, it, a, like, like, like a military wonk just loving to write about the minutiae of battle <laughs> strategy?
4: I can see that side of it, I can definitely see that side of it. Um, I thought it was useful in that we had this chapter where it was mostly Catelyn and Rob mm-hmm. having this back and forth. That was the heart of it, son. yeah. And then it's like, this is back to business. It's okay, this is mm-hmm. all the tactical, you could say almost boring things that need to happen. This is We're back to the day-to-day life after we've been having this
2: little mother-son moment off mm-hmm. to the side. Well, really, I mean, it's, it's like um, weaved in. Yeah. Like, while they're talking about it, like, that's when she's guiding him. Yeah. Like, as he says, I'm in this position, she's like, ooh, that's bad. Yeah. And then brings it back. So it, it, it's kind of combined.
4: Yeah, like the duality of Rob being like this snarky, whiny little teenage boy and then being this leader of the north i kind of liked that that was weaved in there too because it was a reminder where it's like on the one hand it's like he can just he's a kid talking to his mom who can have a little bit of a a whiny attitude but at the same time he is this lord who has to be in charge of all this military Mm -hmm. tactical stuff and it's something that catelyn is well versed in too which also to me adds weight to her character and is like okay apple doesn't fall far from the tree type of thing and also reinforces this idea that Rob should listen to Catelyn. You know, it's not just a mother mother talking to her son thing, it's I mean, it is, but it's like she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, it's, and it's she's a... Yeah, she's fluent in all of these things. It's not just, you know, Ned and John and all the, the masculinity of knowing the, the militarism of all these things. It's, you know, Catelyn
2: knows these things too. I so mean, it's... it's also about people. I yeah. mean, it's not like, w- w- the strategy is, which person do you send to do which task? Mm-hmm. Catelyn knows everybody. Yeah. Okay, really quick. I didn't plan for this, but there are a little bit of comments on the <laughs> Catelyn debate, so let's just go through those really quickly. Okay, because there's a bit of Maybe This is great. This is juicy. Um, so, Julie's objection seems to be mainly that she made John's life seem useless, did not like John, which is totally true, and had Tyrion arrested for starters. Mm-hmm. On that point, I agree, she, I agree. She did not like John. That's pretty well established. Mm-hmm. I don't think she should be condemned completely for that. I think you can kind of understand her motives. I yeah. don't agree with them, but I, it is true. She did not treat John well. Tyrion arrested, I, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, the information you have at the time. It seemed like the right thing to do yeah i, I don't falter for Tyrion's arrest too much it's one of those things where yes if she hadn't done it it wouldn't have led to war because that about a lot of things in this yeah. story all the way back to Lysa telling a little or little thinker telling Lysa to yeah. poison people and then there's some back and forth here we got uh let's see blah, 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 blah. we had mona helmgen saying catelyn raised boys into men she didn't raise assholes sure she wasn't the best stepmom to john but her kids are all good people. In the world of Westeros, is no mean feat. Mm. And Julie comes back with a treat. Any child like that would be totally wrong in reality. It's a story, which it totally would. And Ray saying, had little do, had little, nothing to do with raising John. She also pressured Ned to send him, a 16-year-old boy, to the wall. Which he totally did. She did. John is definitely the black mark in her uh, reputation. Nobody's this perfect. Is, Nobody's perfect. There you go. Nobody's perfect. Okay. Uh blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then Mona comes back with it must... Oh, I'll, I'll sanitize the comment, but it's uh, a... <laughs> it, 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 you know, it, it, it must be, you know, if it must be hard to be asked to raise a child who isn't yours. Who, to yeah. your, your husband's product of an affair with someone else. It can't be easy. Sure, it's, it's probably very hard. Okay. So there is a spirited debate. I hope we can have some more of it in the future. Yeah. Any other thoughts about these chapters, John? Josh. Sorry. John is fictional. Josh is here. <laughs> and no,
4: it was uh, ready to move on here.
2: Running out of real estate in this book. Yeah, but we have four more, so no frickin' danger of that. <laughs> All right, next up, we got the next Tyrion chapter, mm. and then I think a Sansa chapter, I believe. Mm. Yes, Tyrion and Sansa next. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This is a good show. Yeah. Congratulations to everybody who tuned in, who sent me emails for uh, the giveaway. Hope you win. And we'll see you back next week at Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time here on the Winter Spring Facebook page More Game of Thrones news, more Song of and Fire Tippets, and more A Song of Dan and Josh. See you guys next week and Wednesday. Bye-bye. See ya.